Hi guys and welcome to Nightlock Podcast. Thank you for tuning in to us. This is a podcast dedicated to the Hunger Games series by Suzanne Collins. My name is Matt. And I'm Kira. And we are your hosts for this podcast. If you already know us, thank you for rejoining. If you are new to the podcast, we'd like to thank you for listening in to us. So, um, so the segment today I'll include our mock and mail segment. Um, our, we have five pen and post stories today. Um, our Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen segment with uh, chapters 12 and 13. My segment, which is Matt Smalley's music, with a song recommendation. And we are bringing back uh, fanfic followers this week because uh, we actually have um, this really good one, this really good fanfiction that I just read when we were started. And it's absolutely fantastic. So, we're going to uh, go with that. Um, this is another fun-packed episode filled with our world-renowned segments with listeners in countries such as Israel, Singapore, UK, Canada, Germany, and Australia. Getting famous. So, um... Okay, also, I just want to thank, if you guys were listening last episode, we had our friend Mariah on with us. We were supposed to have our friend um, Diana come with us this week, but she unfortunately couldn't make it. So, um, hopefully, she'll be on next episode. So, we just want, if you guys liked Mariah, just let us know how she was, because we, we really liked her, and we enjoyed her having having her on the show. You can send her a message um, at our Gmail account. So, so um, just, uh, guys, uh, just keep a lookout for next week, and see, um, we'll probably have Diana on for us. So, um, we're going to fire things up today, uh, fire, uh, with, uh, <laughs> I actually had that written down, I was like, yeah, gonna yeah, we're going to fire it up with, uh, Mock and Mail today. All right. So, Mock and Mail is our segment where we read, um, emails or something that you guys sent us, so, um, we're starting off with, we just have one because we're kind of time crunched a little bit today, but, um, so, hey, Kieran, Matt, just wanted to let you know I'm seriously addicted to your podcast. About a month ago, I read the entire ser- series and became so obsessed with it. I would stay up to 3 a.m. reading and would only stop because I had work the next day. My husband isn't much of a reader, but he knows the entire book because I'd always give him a chapter-by-chapter recap. Kind of like we do. <laughs> um, it's great to be able to connect with other people who love the book as much as I do. I definitely need to catch up with all your episodes. P.S. I'm a graphic designer and was curious if you'd like a little facelift for your header. Of course it would be free, just because I love these podcasts so much. Hope to hear from you. Melly. Melly. So, um... XO Melly. Yeah. If you guys checked our website, nylock.weebly.com, Melly designed that banner that's on the website. And it's really cool. Like, it's it gave me chills. It's, it's got our, um, our berries to the side, and then it, we have, um, Josh as PETA, Jennifer as Katniss, and Liam at... <laughs> yes, Liam, Liam as Gail. So... Um, and it's got, you know, the Mockingjay symbol in there, and it has Nightlock, a Hunger Games podcast. So, so. thank you so much, Melly, for doing that for you us. You saved us a pretty penny, and <laughs> it looks awesome. Like, it just Fantastic. makes us look a lot more professional as we are, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Yeah, we're very professional. So, moving on with, mm, no, not Mock and Mail, I can't talk, Pan and Post. Um, so, Pan and Post is news brought to you by the Hunger Games fan site's HungerGamesMovie.org and HG Girl on Fire, where you can get up-to-the-date news coverage about the fandom, especially the upcoming movie in March. So, to start it off, the Scream Awards, which honors horror, sci-fi, and fantasy films, had a few HG-related nominations beat out by others, unfortunately. Jennifer Lawrence was nominated for Best Fantasy Actor for her role in X-Men First Class, but was beat out by Natalie Portman. The Hunger Games was also beat for most anticipated film by The Dark Knight Rises. And so that aired on Tuesday, October 18th. That's a um, shame. Yeah, on Spike TV. And I was like, oh, no, you can't win. But I think, you know, this is going to be just the beginning. Kind of, We're we're getting recognition already. Yeah. So that's good. So that's awesome. Um, Now, in our Panem Post, we've talked a lot about the capital, uh, .pn. And so... um, Something that's similar to that is PanamOctober.com, and I'm sure most of you have heard of it and even been on the site before. And so PanamOctober is an APG, alternate reality game, that allows you to live in the book, or quote, um, it describes itself here, quote, allows you to live in the book, to become a character, to be placed in a district, and get a sense of what's really like to live in Panem. Oh my gosh. While the Hunger Games is happening. Wow. You can connect with the other Hunger Games fans, support your district tributes, and involve yourself in many things happening in your community. As time progresses, the game timeline will move from chapter to chapter. Fans will experience each chapter of the Hunger Games book from start to finish through this experience. 
So, hmm, what does this remind us of, Matt? Pottermore. <laughs> Pottermore. Okay, so if you guys have been registered or pre-registered for Pottermore, this is, remind, I was just thinking about this, it reminds me exactly of Pottermore. They actually have on FAQs, the first question is, is this um, a Pottermore for the HG series? So, you know, when I found out about this, I heard about this, and then I looked into it, and it is pretty cool. Like, I don't think they started Chapter 1 yet, like, the whole kind of story thing, but you can get your, like, username or whatever, and your district, and kind of just look around on the site, and so it's pretty cool. And so, which site do you think is more exciting? The Lionsgate's official, the capital.pn, or panamoctober.com, which has really a fan-made I haven't site. really looked at Panama October yet. Um, usually I go on capital.pn every day because yeah. I like those little sound effects. And it is really that. cool. It's more professional, it I is. think. Well, because it's actually made by Lionsgate. Um, yeah. So more money was probably yeah. able to put into but, it. But um, I'll have to check out Panama October. I have no idea like who the sponsors. <laughs> I know Sony sponsors Pottermore. Right. And so um, usually Sony does very good with that kind of stuff. So I'll have to take a look at that. Yeah. Also, if um, anyone's in District 1, that's my district, so there's only a thousand of us, like 1,700 yeah. of us in District 1. And we'll talk about District 1 a little later today in our fanfic followers segment, but, uh, yeah. Why? So. Kato and Clover are in District 1. They are. No. No. No? <sighs> Glimmer is in District I'm 1. I'm just kidding, guys. Just testing <laughs> you. Um, okay, oh my God. so. How do you moving, not know that? I, I got a little confused. I, it's been a, it's been a rough day, Matt. It's been a rough day. It's been a rough day. day. It's, okay. <laughs> All right. Even though it's only 12, you know. So we'll just keep going. Okay, so in some exciting news, our beloved Mockingjay has won second place in the YALASA, Young Adult Library Services Association, um, 2011, um, teens top 10 list as a favorite book. So what beat it out? Clockwork Angel mm-hmm. by Cassandra Clare, which I'm still reading, and it's taken me months to get through because I'm working on this podcast. But I love the Mortal Instruments series. I, th- I feel like I bring it up every other episode, but yeah. it's an awesome series. Um, Matt has to read it, and once he does, yeah. you know, like that would be great. Yeah. Um, well, if I have time, I definitely <laughs> do. So um, so that was just a kind of cool thing. Um, so, another news. Um, Scholastic UK reveals beautiful covers for the adult editions. So, I know you probably haven't seen the covers. Um, they're for very, what? um, for, I just said, the UK reveals beautiful covers for the adult editions. Of the Hunger Games? Of the Hunger Games. Okay. No, I'm talking about Mortal Instruments. Well, so we're totally changing <laughs> the theme of this episode. Um, yeah, so what do you think about having s- so many different covers? What do you think? Well, this is, well, like, what's the difference between the adult one and... It's more, um, like, obviously we're in the US, so our cover is the U.S. edition, but um, theirs is just with the bird just, like, alone. It doesn't have, like, the... Um, pin. Yeah. Well, no, it might have the pin, but, like, it's... Like, I feel like the books definitely are, like, kind of teenage books. Yeah. And are you looking for your book? No, I was oh, okay. <laughs> um, and I feel like the adult books definitely do look more sophisticated and everything, yeah. but um, I feel like having so many different covers, like, it kind of makes it, like, it takes away from the series because it's not, like, Oh, you see one cover, and it's like, oh, that's the Hunger Games. Like, I don't know, there's so many of them, and like... Yeah. I mean, because obviously, there's uh, there's different covers for Harry Potter books as well. Yeah, but, but I feel like... I mean, it's... There's like a British version, and then a children's version. I mean, there, there I guess there are a, little, a lot of different, because like the adult books also. But I feel like it's kind of more iconic if you just have one. It's like classic, and... Yeah. I feel like it's better, like... And it's not like they look that childish. Like, I really don't... They look teenage, like... Which is but fine. But it's also, it can also give the opportunity for, like, Suzanne to come up with different designs that she wouldn't be able to have in the first place. Yeah, like I don't think the had... author, the author, I don't think, comes up with the designs. I think it's the, um, the publisher or, oh, or whatever, okay. like, because, like, when you write a book, you send it in and, like, you see what happens. So, like, mm. which stinks, but. Okay. Yeah, so, um, so our last news story here. Um, our friend and colleague from HungerGamesMovie.org, Will. Um, posted about the Collector's HG Edition, um, which has been released, and um, 
quote, The book has a hard and fairly tough cardboard slipcase. The slipcase has gold mockingjay embossed prominently on either side. I wish there were more special features, but this is an excellent and swanky looking version to give as a gift during the holidays. It is also great for, as the name suggests, collectors. So, Will, you never said if you will buy the book. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so what about you? Do you think you, you're going to get it? Well, how much is it? That would have been good to include, huh? <laughs> I'm guessing 20. For just know. the one book? It's it's the same thing. It's just the outside that looks different. I feel like it's it's rip-off. They're just trying to make money off of us. There's nothing different about it. Like, I'm all for, like, the franchise and having, like, everything. and But I feel like just having, like, the original three books is all I need. Like, obviously, when they come out with the um, illustrated guide and all that, I'm going to be interested in that because that's different material, but... I don't want a book of the same thing, you know, like, I don't know. <laughs> <You're> just, like, <laughs> I'm trying, like, to, staring I'm trying at to process what you're saying. Well, okay. So you, so you just think you don't think the cover would be worth it. Yeah. Like it's not like, it's not that different. It's just like, okay, it's a different cover. Well, you have to understand like if someone is a collector, they're going to want it to have it. So to it's like, it's going to, it's going to be a rare type of item. Like, yeah, but it, it's not rare because it's not it like it's It will be once it, goes off, once it goes off sale. I guess. It's going to be worth a lot more. I don't know. I don't know because it's like... Oh. <laughs> yeah, so to read the full article from Will and see images from the newest book, you can visit HungerGamesMovie.org. So. I don't know. We're the official podcast on our website if you Woo! guys weren't listening last week. Yes. And uh, HG Girl on Fire as well. We're affiliates with them, so okay. we're getting bigger. Um, we're almost okay. at 4,000 subscribers, guys. Yeah. Just oh, saying that. And we need more reviews on iTunes. Yes, so let's, can you let, Let's try and get to, like, the third top Hunger Games. That'd be great. Yeah. Or beat Anderson's. <laughs> no, <laughs> like he's, like, just... my role model, so it'd be really cool. Like, at one point, we were past his podcast, and I was, like, jumping up and down. Yeah, so if you guys sight. could review us on iTunes, that'd be fantastic. Yeah. I know um, some of our friends have done it. But there's yeah. 4,000 of you guys, so... If if 10% of you can do it, that would be amazing. Hey, Kira, what's 10% so. of 4,000? <laughs> I'm not going to say! <laughs> what is it, like 40? Yeah, no. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, 40. it's 40. It's okay. 40. I'm good at math. I'm getting good grades. All right, can continue. Um, okay, so our next segment um, is Through the Eyes of Katniss Everdeen. And this is our main segment, Analyzing the Books by Chapters. We summarize what happened in the chapter along with interpretation of the characters within the chapter, foreshadowing future events, and our thoughts, questions, and comments. We also bring up some speculation. Last episode, we discussed chapters 10 and 11, which were jam-packed and probably some of the best chapters of the book. So today, we will continue with chapters 12 and 13, which are a little more low-key, but all the same, they're awesome chapters. So this would be your cue. It's 400. Oh, is it four? I knew that. <laughs> All right, we're not right, because right. 10% of, like, 400 would be four. Right, okay. Just, just stop talking. All right, so. All right, so we're going to move on 12, to. Chapter 12, Matthew. Chapter 12. Um, so, first off, we ended chapter 11 with um, Katniss discovering that PETA has joined the careers, which are districts 1, 2, and 4. Are we yeah. going to say this every episode Yes, now? yes, 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 because oh, we need to get it right. So, um, Katniss practically, you know how she's sleep, she's in the sleeping bag in the tree and she, she like, spelt it in on that third loop, as Mariah said. Loop. And so she practically falls out of the tree because she's in complete shock that he's doing this. And so while she's hanging there and she's listening to what the tributes are saying, she's thinking, literally like, hanging or like, yeah, she's like gripping the branch. <laughs> she, okay. Picture like, she's, she's hanging. Picture she's like laying on her back on the branch. Uh-huh. All of a sudden she like flips over. Oh, and the right. Belt, and she's, like, her body weight's on the belt, and her hands or legs are around the branch. Oh, goodness. Keeping her strapped in. So, um, she says that, uh, I remember him shaking his head, telling me not to go into the fight for supplies, when all along, all along, he planned to throw himself into the thick of things. So, I think, like, the word thick, I, I, I think of it as, like, a British kind of term, in a sense. Yes. Like, into the thick of things. It's also, like, into the heat and, like, getting involved when you really shouldn't, when, in a sense, he's kind of, like, contradicting himself. And so Katniss is questioning that whole thing. And, um, she describes to the reader while she's still hanging there, this happens in about, like, seven minutes, she's saying, she's uh, talking to the reader about the career tributes and how 
no one like she doesn't really like them and no one of the other districts particularly are fond of them mm-hmm. she says that they are overly vicious arrogant better fed but it's only because they're the capital's lapdogs so if you what does she mean by lapdogs like, like like they're the servants oh okay so if you remember uh districts one two and four all uh created like all made supplies that were beneficial to the capital mm-hmm. so they're obviously going the capital is obviously going to give them something in return Right, they're the favorites and kind right. of... Right. Yeah. So, obviously, they're going to get... The careers are going to get an advantage mm-hmm. because the capital is mostly going to sponsor them. Or people, well, yeah, I mean, they get to have train, more, They're so. going to have more money, in a sense, yeah. because they're better off. So And they're going to be more um, physically able to mm-hmm. beat the others. So, and now... Um, I, I just, this is, what I do for chapters is I usually just find out quotes and I analyze them, so here's another one that she says that obviously the no boy on the rooftop is just playing one more game with me, so then it's going on with him being manipulative and mm-hmm. uh, just like really deceiving, and uh, she says that I would eagerly watch the nice guys for signs of his death if I don't kill him myself first, him first, myself, okay, <laughs> <laughs> if, I, it says, if I don't kill him first myself. That's literally what the book says. That doesn't... Am I just slow? <laughs> no. It was... I'm serious. It really said that. Cracking the book open. So, I'm going to ask you a question. So... Okay. Do you think... Do you think that Katniss is really planning on killing Peter, or she's just trying to persuade the reader that she's a strong-willed person? I think she's... Yeah, the second. She's trying to persuade the reader she's really strong, and that um, she doesn't, like, need a guy, as we said before. And, um... I don't know. Like, she doesn't... I don't know. She doesn't need a guy, and I don't think she wants the reader to ever see her as weak. Like, do we ever see her weak in the book? No. No, exactly. <laughs> well, we, I mean, we see her cry at times, but that's when she's by herself. Yeah. She's never, whenever she's around someone else, she's strong. Yeah. Okay. I think that's her I main think, trait. Because, like, like we described in the other book, she wants to give off the impression that she's a strong person. And I don't she think she's strong enough to kill Peter, though. Like, emotionally? She isn't. She isn't. She really is not strong enough to kill him. So. Oh. Um, going, yeah. going on. Um, they, the, while Peter goes off and he finishes the other girl tribute that was making the so fire Peter, in the middle of the night. So Peter, he kills the other girl. Like, yes. finishes her off. Yep. Okay. Yes, he does. He said, like, they, he comes back and they ask him, is she dead? And he says, but she what? is now. Yeah, but, like, oh, she is now. Yeah, but, like, say, um, like, Kato hit her or something, like, whatever. And she just wasn't quite dead yet. And then Peter went back and she, then she was dead. Like, he didn't actually do anything. Well, we don't know. We, he, give, he gives off the impression that he finished her off. But, like, do you think he would do that? I feel like he's not. I think he went there... And he watched her die? Yeah, like, he didn't... Because you, you don't... I don't think Peter has to really... And, like, what weapons did he have on him? It was, like, knives, right? So, like, I don't know. It, uh, it's a questionable. Yeah. Because we don't know what happens, because Katniss didn't see it, so she can't tell us. Right. I feel like he didn't, because I feel like they would have... Like, Collins would have made such a bigger deal yeah. out of it if he killed someone. Because it's Peter we're talking about, the sensitive lover boy, like... Well, I don't know. Based on our dark duels, Peter's winning. You know? <laughs> I okay, know. Okay, okay, dark duels, dark duels. It was... Hey, no, we gotta stay no, in oh, the I segment. I just want to mention this. All right. Oh, God. Peter picked Mariah, I picked Clove, Kira picked Rue. The ratings right now are like, Mariah's winning with Peter, I'm in second place with Clove, and Kira's in last place with I'll Rue. bring it up. All right, so moving on. Going. Um, While Peter's gone, the careers are talking about, like, why Peter's with them, and they say that he's very good with knives, and, um... Katniss gives this little, um, she gives this sentence, she goes, is he now? That's news. Uh, it's a lot, a lot of interesting things I'm learning about my friend Peter today. So it's like, that's her, like, dark humor in a sense, trying to, like, lighten, trying to make herself feel better. Comic relief. Comic relief in a sense. Um, so, then it's just like, I think that's how she is, and she, all, all these situations that she's in, she's trying to put in some humor to make herself feel better yeah i think you can't as a human like you can't accept like oh my god i'm gonna die like we're kind of what do you call that not neglecting but like um 
when you just keep telling yourself it's not gonna happen even though you know it is. Yeah. What do you call that? I don't know. <laughs> Why am I blanking out? Um. Um, like lying to yourself, whatever. Yeah, I don't remember what it's called. <laughs> oh god. I feel so smart today. Um. Yeah, well, we're trying to convince ourselves that, oh, we're going to be fine. Like, you can't go there in your head. Like, you just can't. Like, even, like, relating to this, the outside world, like, the Holocaust or something. Like, you're so just, no, I'm going to survive. you got to keep telling yourself that or yeah. you really aren't going to. You mm-hmm. have to have that strong-willed power. And um, I'm really bad at multitasking. No, um, keep talking. Yeah, so. I'll do it. Just keep talking. Um, yeah, like, you can't. If you say to yourself, I'm going to die, it's it's giving up, too, and that's not like her. Or right. PETA. It isn't. I think, really, every all the tributes, I don't think, are about giving up. Can you think of one that we know about? Like, there's ha- like we only know half of the tributes. Yeah. And so, of those we know of, they all have that fighting, um, like kind of power that stays with them and that's what keeps them going mm-hmm. and they want they need to get home to someone or like i don't know like we don't know too much about like Cato and clove's past or whatever but like we can think that like they want to go home and win for their district probably to like prove to their parents that they're um you know like strong and that they can take care of themselves and everything and like bring the glory home and so Okay. Yeah. That's that's really interesting. Thanks. So, um, moving on. The um. Uh, so like the careers are this. She's keep listening as the careers are talking about Katniss and like how they're trying to use Peter to see if they he can get them to her. And um, she's saying that like the simple-minded girl who has been taken seriously because of her eleven because she can use a bow and arrow, which Peter knows better than anyone. So it's sort of like she's putting her trust in Peter not to tell them anything. Right, because she can't go up to him and say, oh, please don't tell. Like, right. She's so, just got to trust him at this point. She, she's just like, she's trying to say, I have to trust Peter right now, even though he's basically betrayed me. But she doesn't know why he betrayed her. Right. So Little does she know is to save her life. So it's just, she's trying to like put some faith into him, just try to see that there's some good left in him. Even though, in a sense, there isn't much, because based on what she's seeing... At the moment. At the moment. There's yes. not much left. So, she, uh, morning comes, after, and, oh, obviously she rolls back over onto the bench, because she's not going yeah. to all night. Um, so, she decides that she needs to get off the train. She gets down from the train, she needs to... <laughs> they said train. I was like, why are they on a train? <laughs> get off. Get, get, get down, down from the tree. Get down from the tree. And, um, she needs to keep moving because she is, at this point, her main focus is finding water. Right. Because she's suffering from dehydration. Dehydration. Yes, you got it. And so, okay. Good job. And so, um, as she jumps down from the tree, she's convinced herself, she knows that she's going to get an automatic spotlight from the cameras to, um. So she's emotionally preparing her face and to look blank. Yes. And so she jumps down and she stands for a moment so the cameras get a good glimpse of her. And she says, then I cock my head slightly to the side and give a knowing smile. There, oh. let them figure out what that means. So, I don't, I don't know what it means in a sense, either. It's all mind like, games. She, you, you can't win on just being brawny. right? It's like you have to have the brain so power. So, like, the capital's manipulating her, but she's manipulating the audience, in a sense. And it all begins. <laughs> oh, God. Let the games begin. So, um, then she discovers she needs to find... What am I doing? Um, okay. <laughs> so, right now she checks her traps. So she hit up those snares before she went up to the tree. And, nice. um, she finds that there's a rabbit there. Nice. And so she hates... A hare? She... Yeah, no, it's a rabbit. Isn't a rabbit and a hare the same thing? No. What's a hare, then? A hare... <laughs> oh, burn! <laughs> no, I seriously... I don't it's think... It's like a bunny and a rabbit the same thing. But I thought... I thought bunnies were, like, smaller... No, it's the same thing. It's just a cuter name. Okay. Our friend has bunnies. She calls them rabbits sometimes. It's the same thing. But hair, I thought, bunny. I, thought, like, hair I think was... hair is like British, I want to say. But I'm not sure. Oh, God. Okay. So. <laughs> Send us in your feedback. Moving on. Um, so she goes to the campsite of that girl tribute who was killed, and she starts cooking the um, 
rabbit. The hair. The, the hair. And Not so, her own hair, but the rabbit. <laughs> so she says that I want sponsors to see I can hunt, that I'm good, that I'm a good bet, because I won't be lured into traps as easily as the others will by hunger. Mm. So saying that she she knows how to survive in these situations. As we were talking about, she has prior experience of being, again, the technically the man of the house household, yeah. fending for her, fending for Prim and her mother. So, yeah, that's that's that. Um, so, a lot. This chapter is a lot of questioning. This chapter is more like she's trying making her way through the arena, and she's constantly thinking about everything that's happening. <clears throat> questions she asked her like has Peter revealed his true colors how does this affect the betting odds will we lose sponsors do you even have sponsors it's like she's picking one thing and she's overanalyzing it constantly I mean what else does she have to do though because she's exactly. she's by herself day after day mm-hmm. like scared so that makes the day even longer and like what is she supposed to think about so these things are just running through her head yeah. all day she so needs- she starts freaking out over the littlest thing. Because she doesn't understand, like, why Peter is doing these things, and she's trying to make it, try to connect back to the outside world. So she has something left to fall back on. She says, okay, maybe we still have sponsors. Maybe we don't. She needs to keep her hope up and everything. So, um, this is, I'll just skip to the one part. Okay. We have talked about this multiple times. I think outside the podcast. Outside the podcast. Um, on our website, the, we have the nightlight berries as red berries. And our theme kind of color has been red. Okay. So, we are, um, I was looking through the chapters in this chapter, page 166, I'm going to quote it directly. U.S. version. U.S. version. Hardback. I don't know if there's a difference. Sometimes there is. Okay. So, I will read this passage, so just listen carefully. I spot a cluster of berry bushes and hurry to strip the fruit, to suck the sweet juices from the skins. Ju- but just as I hold them to my lips... I get a hard look at them. What I thought were blueberries have a slightly different shape, and when I break open the insides, are blood red. So, oh, we I said that nylock berries were originally supposed to be like black or blueberries. I always thought them as they, red no, poison. No, they were black berries with red inside, just yeah. as it's quoted in the book. Right. So, that's <laughs> that. My point's proven. I win. So, oh yeah. boy! They, she considered. At least I read on the inside. I got some of it right. Okay, but like we had, a down whole, we had a fight. whole fight about oh, this. Oh goodness! It was yeah, it was bickering more than a fight. Yeah, I don't think we've actually ever had a real fight. So no, not yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Okay, it's coming. Now, as she's trekking through the woods, she's again suffering from severe dehydration, and she's again questioning. Like, she knows that Hamish. Hey, that she has sponsors, that someone out there is willing to give her water. She says, there's someone out there who wants to buy me water, only Hamish is refusing to let it go through. Right, because the, um, oh my god, what, what's their names? The, like, Hamish is called the advisor or mm-hmm. whatever, okay. They, de- they advise, they decide so, what goes through. Yeah, so the advisors will, um, yeah, decide what goes through, so, but what's weird is, like, um, most advisors would just be like oh like someone will offer water like i'll pass it on through but Hamish is a little tricky and different well she she uh, questions as well she goes i know she says i know he hates me but then she thinks well maybe he's sending me a message in the sense right. of like what message are you trying to send me is there water nearby maybe i should just keep going the right direction and it's a <laughs> lot it's a lot of like it's a lot of insightful things because and they have such a connection. Like that's the thing. They're about so the different, but yet they have so many things in common. Not to be like cliche, but like that's that's like that's what's different about the book. It's all her internal thoughts and all her her internal processes, like what she thinks about every day and how she questions everything. And I think Peter's like the one. I mean, he's jealous of multiple things of hers, multiple talents and whatnot. But I think she, he's also jealous of the relationship between Hamish and Katniss. And I feel like in some ways, I don't want to like. Ha- overstep it here but like in some ways Hamish kind of is a fatherly figure because he gives advice but yet he's not a good role model he's a horrible role model yeah because he doesn't know how to deal with his pain but again that's similar to Katniss she never knows how to deal with her pain exactly so 
And Hamish doesn't show emotion. He substitutes his emotion through drinking. Right. Katniss substitutes her emotion through hunting. Yeah. And sol- solitary. Not confinement, but, like, solitary yeah. um, being. So, um, Kat- eventually Katniss collapses to the ground. And she, um, she, like, she just sprawls her hands and out. She keeps licking her lips, her dry, dry lips with her dry, dry tongue. I remember, like, dry was Yeah, dry a lot was a very ominous. Common word in the... Yeah. So then she feels this, she feels like mud on the ground, and she starts thinking, oh, I love mud. I remember as a kid, I used to play around the mud, and she, like, mud it, it's, like it's like those things where, like, you get slapped in the face, and then you realize what that is, like, mud, water. It's like... Yeah, it was goes, like... It's like, and then she just crawls a bit further, and then she finds this pond of water. I'm surprised she didn't start just eating the mud. <laughs> I would have been like, I need to hydrate myself. Just gonna go for it. Well, like it's kind of obvious. I mean, obviously mud came from water. Well, yeah. So obviously there has to be a body of water nearby. I wouldn't be patient enough. <laughs> uh, so she eventually just drinks a whole much, a whole lunch, a whole lot of the water, and so she finally just goes to sleep, thinking tomorrow she's gonna fish and she's gonna fend for herself and she's gonna protect this area until kind of make mark her territory and then she wakes up in the middle of the night to hear a stampede obviously stampede of animals and then she realizes that um a wall of fire descending on me and that's basically how the chapter ends dum so, dum dum so that's a good job matt that was that was very well done very oh, professional why, why, thank you so we move on to uh what no, you have to, like, introduce me. I always introduce you. Oh, okay. So, we'll move on to uh, Kira with uh, Chapter 13. Take it away. Thank you, yeah. Matthew. Okay, well, Chapter 13, as Matt just said, she wakes up to a wall of fire. And, may I mention... No. Just, no, just, you're just not eating. Just keep talking. No, because talking. I'm about to ask you a question. All right, all right okay, I can wait. Okay, <laughs> good. Wait until I start babbling a lot. Okay, yeah. so, a wall of fire. Yeah. Where have we seen this? Okay, <laughs> awkward. Okay, the teaser trailer. We saw this clip. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. very cool. So, we saw this in the <laughs> okay. teaser trailer, and I just thought I'd mention that. I don't really have anything else to say about it, but unless you do. Uh, you want to chime in? because I don't Okay. Okay, no? Just, just All right, I'll talking. just, I'll keep talking. Um, so, she tries to loop back around the fire so she doesn't meet up with the careers, because she knows the game makers, the reason for the fire is that they want... Katniss and other tributes to have to kind of fight. So force them together. So, um, and so that's, so the crowd would see some action as, you know, the capital is always trying to please, um, the people in the capital. So, um, so she mentioned how the capital is controlling the fire that's about to kill her. She knows if she can get away from the section, she'll get away from the fire. And so this shows how Katniss knows how to think and be in the mindset of the game makers and um and this is because she's grown up this way and she has always had to have that survival mindset and know how to manipulate the capital and then we see this more as the series progresses Mm -hmm. so if you've read the series you kind of know what i'm hinting at um so once the fire stops attacking her um she throws up so this is kind of where we first see, like, again, connecting this back to, like, war in our world, um, a lot of things that, um, I want to say, that movie we watched, what, what was it called? Um, Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. You know, the beginning. Mm-hmm. What, what, um, what battle was that or whatever? It was World War II, wasn't it? Yeah, I know it was World War II, but, like, they were going into, I don't want to say Normandy. I don't, no, I don't know. it was Germany. Well, yeah, but it was a, a specific battle, but whatever, so... Um, this is kind of connecting back to that, like, um, I don't know if you guys have seen that movie, it's really intense, but, Very, um, um it's where yeah, it's, it's rated R for a reason, like, um, and on the way to this kind of, like, um, like, they're coming in from the ocean yeah. and going, um, to the land in order to, like, battle and everything, and the soldiers are throwing up because of, like, the harsh conditions they've been in, they're... They've been in the water, like, you know, and then they have to go back in the water, and they're just so, they're shell-shocked, you know. So I think Susan Collins really takes in the outside world and puts it into Pan Am, and, like, stuff that we deal with, her characters deals with, deal with as well, so we I can relate to them. Wow. Because, like, 
you know how she was saying how she came up with this idea when she was watching a Survivor show and no, it was war. reality TV. Reality TV, and which is a Survivor war. show and war. So like that's how she's getting the, that connection from the war. whole. They're in war, but yet reality mm-hmm. TV has taken over, and I feel like you know, just like I'm not a fan of Jersey Shore, and I know you aren't either. I it's just I hate it, but <laughs> probably because the you know, how I've grown up or whatever. But I mean. And there's so many people, like, you know, in our grade or whatever that, like, you know, love it and everything. And it's just, it's sick how reality TV can, like, change things. Like, you think about how, um, for instance, like, TLC, maybe, like, um, John and K plus 8, like, that exploded. Now, K plus 8. Now, it's K plus 8. And, like, they're divorced. And how are the kids going to be in the future with all of that? And, like, can you imagine, like, everyone being, oh, they're your parents and, like, it's just, it's horrible. So it shows you how, she's kind of sending us a message that if we don't get our act together, this is how we might end up. Yeah. We're always in war. I mean, I'm just waiting for World War Three at some point, you know, like, and reality TV is taking it out of control. So these are kind of the two themes she puts in the books. It's kind of like, shape it up, America and world, you know. America is where the book takes place, but, yeah. So that's my spiel. But, um... <laughs> Anyway, um, so Katniss smells singed hair and finds six inches of her hair off. Ooh. That's really they're a gonna, lot. They're going to have to burn that wig. It's not a wig, though. Oh, no, they dyed it. Sorry. Yeah, well, first they dyed her hair. We're talking about Jennifer, of course. And But, like, six inches is a lot. Like, I have long hair, and, like, I, I don't think I've ever had, like, six inches well, how long off. Is six inches? It's, like... It's half a foot. That's a, no, that's like a foot. <laughs> yeah, like that much. That's all. Well, no, more than that. I don't know, but it's a lot. They can't see us anyway. So, um, so how do you think this like affects her? Like, imagine. I know you can't really relate, but if like six inches was taken off my hair, I'd be like, oh, oh my god, like that's part of who you are. Like, I mean, I'm not very girly, but mm. a lot of girls like my hair, perfect makeup, you know, everything. But like to have six inches off, like that's just, yeah. and it's like singe. Like, I feel like. That was, that's kind of her icon. Of course, like, the Mockingjay is a symbol of kind of everything, but her personally, I feel like bow and arrow, yeah, whatever. But, like, I think her hair, like, her long braid, that's kind of her signature and everything. And so I thought it was significant that the Capitol had singed it off. Like, obviously they didn't detail it to singe it off, but, you know, through their efforts, that happened. So I thought that was kind of important but so her pant leg is then set on fire and without thinking she grabs it with her bare hands just a human reaction you know um so now she's literally the girl on fire mm-hmm. which it's just it's it's kind of funny it's kinda <laughs> but ironic, it's, yeah. it's it's definitely ironic but it's just sad yeah it's yeah. you know it's it's painful <clears throat> um Poor so she, so do you think the game makers purposely Instead of, like, a wave or, like, something else, do you think they picked fire because she's labeled as the girl on fire? Well, yeah, they probably want to prove her and say, okay, you're the girl on fire, prove it. Yeah. In a sense. Like, let's Kind of, like, shove it in her face, really, like, yeah. yeah, you think you can rebel against us? Think again. Yeah. Which they, I think, is throughout the whole game. It's like, they're just like, look, we have the power, you know? Like, we've got the power. And so... This is a morbid book, and you have the I know. Well, you comic relief. Um, so... She knows the game makers won't kill anyone because they want to see the tributes kill each other. So she knows that if she can kind of just bear with it, she'll be able to be fine. So Dawn breaks. She, I guess, falls asleep at some point. Dawn breaks, and her calf and hands are badly burned. Um, The worst type of pain, she says. And she's been through a lot of pain. pain. So you can just imagine. Emotionally and physically, yeah. Yeah. So she puts her hands and leg in a small pool of water. Um, and so her fingernail prints of the fire, which, you know, she had done before the games, start to chip off. So why do you think at this point Collins picked to do it now to have it chip off? Like, mention it. Hmm. That's a good question. I have no idea. Because it's hard, it's hard to think about it because it can be taken like, okay, she's, it's kind of like a reinforcation that she's not the girl on fire. Because of that. Like, it demoralizes her? It demoralizes her, or it's a symbol of she's farther away from coming back to reality than she really is. 
Like, she's even, she's in more danger as she goes, and, like, the fire is supposed to be kind of, like, hopeful, I feel like. Like, fire's like energy. Lifeline, hopeful, lifeline. And then the fire's kind of extinguished, you can say. And so is all of that hope, that energy, and everything. She's kind of, she's a mess at this point, physically, yeah. emotionally. It's just, things are not going well for Katniss. And so, then she reflects on how a man her mom cared for medically was badly burned, and the image horrified her. So, last episode, we talked about how Prim is stronger than Katniss in different ways. And Prim has more of a motherly instinct and, like, healing and that sort of thing. Yeah. Then Katniss has a hunting kind of, like, almost um, more of a male kind of instinct and all that. And so, kind of going back, and I have all these connections today I'm full of. Um, Yeah, just hands. Um, (laughs) And so... If we think back to, like, the cave days and B.C. and all that good stuff, um, the women were the hunt, like, the gatherers. They would gather the berries, you know, hopefully not nightlock berries. But (laughs) I'm I'm going. Um, So they would gather the fruits and take care of the children and all that, and the men would be hunting. So I feel like Katniss is that hunter, you know, she takes that role on, as we said, and Prim is that gathering, healing type. Yeah. So they're very different. Very. Extremely. Because I feel like Prim was very young. Because what's the age difference between them? She's, Prim, Prim's 12, Katniss is 16. 16. So there's four years difference. So Prim, how old was Katniss, do we know, when her dad died? She, she said she was 10 or 11. 10. So Prim would have been like six, so like first grade-ish. So that's pretty young. Like you can kind of remember like your parents, I guess, like her dad, but not that much that it would influence like her dad probably didn't influence her that much so i feel like katniss grew up with her dad as role model and everything and so she pretty much inherited and is like a copy of her father and prim kind of grew up more with her mom so she's more like her mom and that she's has the healing stuff and like obviously that's partially like her just having that instinct, like, Katniss has that hunting instinct, like, when Katniss brought Prim to, like, try and teach her to hunt and everything, like, it did not go well. Like, you have to have part of that, like, within you, like, you can't just, you gotta have some, what do you call it, like, you know, not instinct, but, like, kind of natural way of doing it. Okay. So, um, so her legs, her leg, jeez, I hate this thing. No, no, How do you? Touch that. Okay, thanks. Um, where am I? So, her leg looks red, looks like uh, she has red flesh and blisters, and so she cuts her pant leg off, which I feel like is not a good idea. Like, roll it up or something, I guess. It was just so badly burned, she couldn't. But, like, save the fabric, like, you only have so many materials. That's what she does. She uses the fabric. Yeah. So, and she puts her leg in the pool of water she's next to to relieve it, Um, and kind of, this is kind of filler stuff. She kind of, she eats a meal from the rest of the rabbit, and herbs herbs i yeah herbs that and falls asleep in kind of next to the pool so the careers find her after she falls asleep and within a minute she is hidden in a tree so that's that um fight or flight response that she's like i can't fight because i'm not i'm injured i'm not um totally 100 percent okay so she has that flight response and um so of course she says this hurts her tremendously because one of her legs is like really badly burned um, and so she's up in the tree and the careers are below her. And then it occurs to her, being the kind of sarcastic and wind person she is, that she's a lot lighter than the career. She's, I'm guessing, like, I want to say a little over 100 pounds. Maybe like maybe. One, 110, maybe like 105. Mm, in that area. Yeah, probably, yeah, like 105 kind of thing. Because think she probably lost a lot of weight because of her exercise, for her running around. Yeah. But I feel like, no, she's always been like that. Like, very skinny, yeah, like... I was thinking that, too. Kind of, yeah. So, like, 110, 100, 110. Yeah. So, um, so she, um, calls down to them. How is everything with you? <laughs> and then she goes on to say, the air is better up here, why don't you come up? And so I'm pretty sure that the careers kind of try and go up there, and then the branches break, and she just keeps kind of... She's trying to, like, irritate she's, them. She, I feel like she kind of, like... Relating this back to Twilight, like, how, you know how, like, they can just, like, jump on the, like, branches and be all kind of, um, very, like, airy and almost, like, kind of like a pixie, I kind of picture, like, Alice, and she can kind of just, like, flutter up and whatever she wants to do, 
And so Glimmer has the bow and arrows in her possession, um, but she kind of uses her sword. But so Katniss is amazed, amazing at climbing and being lightweight means they can't reach her, as I said. And so Glimmer attempts to shoot her and misses by a long shot. And so this um, results in Katniss having an arrow in her possession now. So I think Katniss wanted to taunt her so she could get the arrow so that all she needed to do is get a bow. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, she's kind of, she's working it all out. She's got a game plan now. So um, Peter tells the group, because he's obviously in the careers now, um, Peter tells the group to wait out until morning. So... I remember this scene. Yeah, so Kat, this is, like, one of the scenes that, like, is most stand out in my mind. I don't know why, because it's not that important. But, I don't know, it's kind of important. But, um, so, Katniss is kind of just hanging out in the tree, just relaxing, you know, having a glass of wine. <laughs> um, no, but she's Welcome tending to her TV. wounds. Hey, what's going on Panem today? Ooh, Panem, Panem TV. I'm going to listen to Panem Radio now. Um, Turn on to Rebellion Radio yeah. now. <laughs> so, she tends to her wounds and straps herself in for bed again. Um, like, tucks herself in, straps herself. She's all good. And then she sees something. She's like, what is that? Like, at first, I think she thinks it's a squirrel or, like, not a squirrel because that'd be way too small, but something. She's trying to figure it out. And then she sees it's Rue. She's like, oh, hey. (laughs) Um, And then Rue points to something about Katniss's head. And that's where we leave off. Ooh, here we go, guys. Is there one chapter that's not a cliffhanger? I don't think so. I'd love that. Now, I have a question for you. Sorry. No, no, go for it. All right, go ahead. Um, so, this kind of, I probably should bring it up next episode, but it's on my mind now, so I'll just go for it. Okay. Um, so, if Marvel didn't kill Rue, and it ended up that, say, Kat, S, and Peta, and there was Rue left at the end, Mm -hmm. do you think Katniss would have been able to finish Rue off? Like, how do you think that would have played out? What do you mean, like, finish Rue off? Do you mean, like, kill her? No, why killer. Would, why would Katniss kill Rue? No, say it's them two left. All right. Either Katniss has to die <clears throat> or Rue. All right. I see. So Rue does not have the, you know, like, brutal brawniness that Katniss does. Right. So obviously Katniss would win. But would she be able to do that? Like, do you think she would be able to kill Rue, who reminds her so much of her sister... And this is why she wants to get home for her sister. At this point, she's just mad at her mom. So it's really all for her sister. And to kill someone that reminds her so much of her sister and that she's so close to now. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, I don't think she'd be able to do it, to be honest. Like, So do you think she would have done like the whole Nightlock Fairy thing with Rue? Um, just like she did with Peta? I mean, I think Rue... Who, whose idea was it for the Nightlock Fairies? It was Katniss's idea? Okay. I think, because I just read that chapter, I think Rue would basically tell Katniss, you deserve to live, um, you need to free us all from the capital. You, yeah. You're the one who deserves to win this. And I think Rue would probably sacrifice herself. Yeah, but, like, Katniss wouldn't let her sacrifice herself. I know, but I think Rue would... Do think, something like, sneaky, like, just take a Nightlock Fairy, like, really fast yeah, or something? I yeah. Think, I think she really would, because... Rue knows that she's not, she wouldn't be able to be able to fight off the Capitol. She sees that Katniss is a strong-willed person that she is. Right. So it would make more sense for Katniss to be surviving. Because then her family would benefit from it. And exactly. Her family would benefit more than if Katniss would win than if Rue actually exactly. did. So, Well, that's a good point. So I think it would just be like, I know Katniss in no right, no right mind would want to kill Rue. Rue would basically... Give her permission to, in a sense. Right. Or just to say, we're sa- I'm sacrificing. I'd sacrifice myself to you. Yeah. So. Um. All right. That's our. So that was a good. That was a good segment. That's a good. We're about forty nine minutes in. You so. just say fifty. All right. Well, it wasn't close to fifty. Okay. So. So. We're gonna move on to um our fanfic followers, which uh we did one a few weeks ago. Yeah, we did one on. Gail and Madge were, like, paired up romantically. And I I really like that one. And I love this segment. I think it's different than other podcasts, so it kind of gives us a new twist and everything. So, as we said, this segment is where we recommend a Hunger Games fan fiction. 
And so nightlockfix.blogspot.com provides us with fanfic recommendations for the segment. So without them, this would be a lot harder to do, and we would not have very good fanfictions. So thank you. Was it Nightlock Rec? Uh, well, Nightlock Rex is their Twitter account, so you can uh, follow them at Nightlock Rex. That's R E C S, and their website is Nightlock Fix F I C S dot blogspot dot com. And so, um, if you tweet them and ask, like, say you really want a Gale and Katniss fanfiction, you can ask for that, and then they'll give you a bunch of like good ones, so that you don't have to go hunting for one. Um, so the fanfic this week is Wanted Later by Love the Boy with the Bread. And it switches point of view from Clove to Katniss. No, Clove to Kato. Oh, jeez. I've just said Katniss so many times. Like, <laughs> Okay. So it switches point of view from Clove to Kato. And so this is to go along with our um, Kato slash Clove relationship we've been speculating. And I don't think, did we ever talk about this? Like, why, like how we thought they would be in a relationship? Yeah, maybe. I'll bring it up again. Okay. All right. Um, this is completely way ahead of the book. Way ahead and later in the book. Um, it's just the first book, though, right? Yeah. Okay, go so for it. So it's like, um, this is the scene if you guys read, obviously, if you read the whole book, um, Thresh is attacking Clove. And he is, Thresh is attacking Clove after Clove was going after Katniss for the backpacks that contained all the necessary items. So at this point, I uh, give the impression that Clove was shouting Kato's name constantly. And after Thresh crushes her skull with a rock, Kato comes running. Dents it. Dents it. Kato comes running in, and he starts sobbing. He he like holds Clove in his arms. Yeah. And like shouts her name, and he starts sobbing. So it's like, obviously, um, I mean, if they're tributes, obviously they probably would have done the same thing. But like, I saw the connection between them. Like, oh yeah, I, like I think definitely. He, Not the, the first time I read it. No. But maybe the second Not the first or third. Time I read it. Oh like, really? By the way, he it felt like the way he was shouting her name, and how he came so quickly to her. Yeah. And how he just wouldn't let her go is kind of like Definitely. the connection between them. That's why I was so excited to see if we can find a Kato and Clove fanfic. Yeah. We are considering a writing one, but... We're working know. hard on this podcast, so... <laughs> we don't have time for that. Um, so basically what Matt explained, that scene in the book, is this fanfiction. It's split up into four chapters. Two of them are from Clove's point of view, and two of them are from Kato's point of view. And so they take you through this... Um, this scene, basically. So, um, we know what happens in the scene, but it's, um, cool to see how Kato is very, um, like, strong, kind of, we see him as an evil type of person, and I think Clove is the same way. But we kind of get more backstory on them. Of course, it's fan fiction, so this isn't official, but it's cool to kind of play with all the characters. It's kind of like to see what they're like outside of the arena. Yeah, and kind of like their thoughts and go in each other's heads, so... Um, so I'm going to read the first couple lines of it, and if you like it, you can go to our website, nightlock.weebly.com, and go under our fanfic followers um, tab, and then we have the links to all the fanfictions we've mentioned, which is two so far. Um, so here we go. Maybe it has been here all along, and I've never seen it before. Or maybe it just has come into existence. Whatever it is, it's something special. I look into his eyes, and I see a burning passion that I've never seen anywhere before. Kato is determined to win these games. He has always been. That's why he volunteered. But this determination is different. I'll get you out of here, he states matter-of-factly. I don't doubt him for a second. Love it, Love it so, so much. So that's how it starts out. Oh, my God. So, again, that's um, – you could probably Google it, too. Um, th- it's titled Wanted Later, and you'll see why if you read it. Um, and that's by Love the Boy with the Bread. So Absolutely fantastic. Yeah, so well, it's it's really I'm great. Gonna, I'm gonna and read it's, it. It's and really it's short. It's only four chapters, and so it's great. It okay. it would maybe take you half an hour tops. Oh god, I can't wait. So yes. So yes. um, thank you, Kira, for that. Thank you, segment. Nightlock Rex. Thank you, Nightlock Rex. Thank you. So we now move on to um our final segment, which is my segment. That's Maddie's music. I think this might be. I think this is the second shortest episode we've done. Yeah. Isn't that nice? Yeah. Like. So um, Straight to every, the point. every podcast episode, I will play a song by a well-known artist or Hunger Games fan-made song, yada, 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 that consists, that content connects to the novel based on chapter discussion. Um, this week, um, we, I actually got this recommended to me by Haley, so thank you, Haley, for the um, recommendation for the song. It's called Beside You, which is by Marensis Trench, and um, the video that Haley sent me is, uh, 
it was like um it was before the Mockingjay book came out, the third book, and people create had drawings and artists of what spoilers of the third book would be. Right. So I chose that video and I'm gonna post it on under my uh, District Nine tab, which is Matt Smotty's music. So you guys can just watch it. The drawings are absolutely amazing. The and fan the, art is really the cool. The song is absolutely perfect. I listen to it every day and I love it. So <laughs> thank you, Haley, for that. You're such a fangirl. <laughs> and it's not just that. Well, yeah. So um, you guys can submit your own songs or your favorite songs through our Twitter. You can just tweet us at NightlockPod or email us at nightlockpodcast.gmail.com. And we may have your song featured. And you can find all of that stuff. If you just remember nightlock.weebly.com, you can get to all of that. Under our different tabs. So, um, the song's around three minutes. Can we? That's fine. We have plenty of time. Yes. Go for it. Okay. So, um, here we go, guys. But we're not ending the show yet. Like, we're gonna say a little bit at the end. Yes. So. So, here we go. When your tears are spent On your last pretense And your tired eyes refuse to close And sleep in your defense When it's in your spine Like you've walked for miles And the only thing you want Is just to be still for a while shoot. <laughs> Damn it. What'd you do? Crap. It's okay. Oh, Again, we have plenty of time. Oh my god. Do you want me to play it on here? No, it just didn't finish loading. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm I have the full thing on here. No. No, it's fine. We'll just, I'll just re-fix the Wi-Fi. Guys, I'm sorry. It's, never, we were doing so well. This never happens. All right, well, while you do that, I'm just going to mention um, the Dark Duels that we kind of yeah. mentioned quickly. Um, so the Dark Duels... Um, oh, sorry. Um, so the Dark Duels for last episode, our guest host won, Mariah, so far. I mean, you can still vote, but as of now, um, PETA won Dark Duels, and that was our host, Mariah. And Matt and I are actually tied for second um, for six votes each. So. Keep in mind, guys, that Clove is technically 12 years old. And so I keep forgetting Rail. about that. So, and and so Kato's is... 18? Yeah. Jeez. So keep in mind that they're oh, both... Oh, that's so weird. So, yeah, just... He's, like, a senior in high school, and she's, like, in seventh grade. Okay. That's totally all right. <laughs> um, all right, I'm, it's getting there. I feel like I had to say something else, too. What do you have to say? Uh, I don't know. I'm so sorry. No, Matt. I hate when that happens. Yeah, it's okay, though. I um, that. What else? Oh, can't wait for Halloween. We have our outfits, like, still planning. I'm yes. Katniss. He's going to be Peter. probably Peter. We have to fix his hair, though, because he has dark hair. I was yeah, going to say he should about, be Gale, we're but... about getting, like, um, like, yellow hairspray and just, like, yeah. mix it up, yeah. Or get a Draco Malfoy wig. So just, just look, for, look for pictures of us. Yeah, I guess we'll website. do that. Re- reveal our faces. Uh, we're going to have to do um, it anyway. Do you want to talk about it? Oh, well, I don't... Well, okay, so I wrote a parody um, for Hunger Games, obviously. And so I am planning... We are planning. Sorry. I tend to do that. Um, so we're planning on recording it, and maybe if we get lucky and we can pull it all together at some point, have a music video, because I'm surrounded by woods, so that would be really cool. I don't know if we'd, like... I don't know. It'd be kind of weird, though. Why? Because you'd be Peta and I would be Katniss, and that's a little weird, but that's okay. <laughs> Whatever. We're, we're like good the, friends. It's kind of weird. We're also trying to get onto the Alan DeGeneres show. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know that would be awesome. That'd be so Is funny. this loading yet? Yeah, it's done, it's done, it's done. Oh, okay. Right, I'm well, going to start. shut up then. I'm going to start it again, and hopefully it'll work From the time. beginning? Yeah. Okay. When your tears are spent on your last pretense And your tired eyes refuse to close and sleep in your defense When it's in your spine like you've walked for miles 
And the only thing you want is just to be still for a while. So, do you like it, Matt? It's just so good. That is a really good song. I I really like that. It's fantastic. So, um... Like, I'd want to see, like, a montage of, like, Jennifer's Katniss and Josh's Pedo, like... like I mean, obviously, the fan fan art was, like, amazing, but... Yeah. So, I'm gonna post that on my, um, under my tab. District 9, Matt's Melodious Music. So, uh, make sure you guys check that out. I know, um, what was the one? There was one for Alice and one... No, it wasn't Alice and Wonderland. I think it was that one. Um, the person who posted on YouTube deleted the video. Oh, really? So it doesn't. Oh, because we wanted to show Danny Elfman. You can just put a different. I know. I'll find another thing one. of Danny Elfman. It doesn't really matter, you know. I'll find another one. So um, I just have to wait for this to load. So yeah. No, gonna... I have to. I have to say stuff anyway. Can All you go right. back to the? Yeah. Um. Okay. Well, I feel like that was a very successful episode. Yeah. So again, we're going to mention HungerGamesMovie.org and HD Girl on Fire for. Visit them for all news on the HG series and upcoming movie. And as we've said before, we have switched to episodes being released to the second and fourth Sunday of the month. So our next episode will be for the no- so for November, and that's the 13th, second Sunday of the month, um, unless the trailer comes out. Um, then there will be a joint episode on after, like, that Saturday instead. Um yeah, that, we will, stick... that will count as one of our episodes. Right. We have two episodes a month, and that would count as one of them. Um, yeah. So, again, it'd be awesome if you guys could write us a review on iTunes. If that's one thing you do for us, that would be the one. 
Um, and if you want to send us a message, um, you can email us at nightlockpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you write us a review, we'll read those on the show, too. Um, so, as I always end the show with, like us on Facebook, follow us on Twitter, subscribe us on iTunes, and you can find all those links on their, our website, nightlock.weebly.com. And I'm pretty sure that's under social media or something like that. Mm-hmm. So thanks for tuning in, and we'll see you next episode for episode nine. So thanks, guys.